0: On 937 the ticket and the
1: What up, old school? The original old school. J Foreman DP. Bach on the ones and twos, stepping in, stepping into the AM like he was third base. <laughs> old, old school. Brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese special ingredients. Located at uh, 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat. Every type of cut. We are back after kind of a two week hiatus with the uh, high school uh, girls, high school state championship basketball and boys state championship basketball as well. We are back. A lot going on. Good job, um, man. By what, the way,
0: good good job, bro.
1: Oh, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, it was good, Nick Nick and. Uh, it was good man it was uh you know it was good exciting good basketball that's which is always fun exciting uh basketball and uh with, you know you feel you feel great for those you know kids just to get opportunity to play you know on the big stage on that big court you know you never that's a life changing you know opportunity for them all you know with the you know whether it's a small town that comes and you know they travel well. Um, you know, when you think of like View, you know, they seems like they brought everybody. Ashland Greenwood, and then you see some teams with some with some real uh, size. You know, it was like, uh, you know, Scott played P- View in the Class B. I mean, Scott went six nine across the front line. I was like, man, y'all Huge. like a you like a Big Ten team, man, and they could all run and jump, man. So whatever they put in the water, we need to kind of, you know, siphon that down here to some places down in Lincoln. But uh, yeah, it was a good time, good turnout. The uh, NSA. Or NSAA, uh did a really good job. Um, Rests were good. Everything was good, it seemed like to me. Basketball was good. I mean, obviously, there were some blowouts, but I think that was a circumstance. I do think it's going to change, you know, to be honest with you, especially in Class B um, with the shot clock. Hopefully, it gets voted in. I think that'll kind of actually, you know, help players. I actually really think when you think about holistically, I think it'll actually help players get uh, noticed a little bit more because I think. College recruiters, uh, when you say you know you're in Class B and you see you're, in a, you're not you don't have a shot clock, they kind of look down. Oh, you're just a Nebraska kid. And there's some really good players out there. And um, you know, as much as people talk about um, you know Nebraska football and local, I guess you know 500 mile radius. I was obviously we'll get into DP here with the Bellevue West quarterback. You know, um, evaluating local kids. You know, I think the basketball programs uh, have done a good job, but you know, I think the local ones can do even better when, you know, you got UNL, Nebraska, Creighton, but even like Wayne State and those guys, they've all done a good job, but they can do an even better job because I think when you watch a lot of these players, uh, I think with the emergence of AU and club ball, I think that, you know, that you you might be missing out on some players. But, uh, you know, uh, the the big news at noon, I guess, was uh, my man Danny Kay, Kalen up there at Bellevue West committed to Mizzou.
0: Dropped a bomb. Uh,
1: Not really. I mean, I think, you know, for him – you know, for Nebraska fans, you know, obviously with Dylan Rayola, that's the, obviously the number one recruit, and so that you know, that's the big hope and dream. And for him, he's got to do what's best for him. And you, all, I always tell kids, do what's best for you. And Missouri's is a good spot. They got a young and upcoming co- coaching staff that you know did some good things. They've recruited well. It's close, you know, or close enough. Um, he's going to get to play in the you know SEC, and he's protected in the sense of. He knows where he's going and he can kinda, you know, plan accordingly. I don't really think i do think that it's not one hundred percent closed. If, well, if I was gonna like, I was gonna
0: ask you, do you think this decision, this commitment affects Rayola's situation, circumstance? In no, I mean way? when
1: you're he's a number I mean, I can't speak for him, but I mean if I'm the if I was the number one, you know, safety or linebacker or whatever mm-hmm. What, what What anybody else does would never even affect me even if they decided to go to that school because I, I look at it like this man and, and and I only can go off personal experience, and I could talk about when I was thinking about going to the University of Miami and coming from Minnesota nobody down there was worried about me, even though I was a legacy um, so if I'm the number one recruit, I'm not worried about anybody else because you, you got to know you're going to get more chances than anybody else
0: period a point. legitimate shot. Period point blank.
1: Yeah. Whether it's at the first school you go to or in the transfer portal. So at the end of the day, you gotta make the best decision for you, just like Danny Kalen did, and you gotta be happy for him. I think it I think it's good for Nebraska when that happens. Obviously, Nebraska would like to keep every kid and accumulate, you know, numerous, you know, you talent. know, you know, More two talent. quarterbacks every class, I'm sure, or whatever they'd like to do. But um, I think it's good for Nebraska because I think it, it brings spotlight to the state. I think it, it brings spotlight to the local talent, but then also it brings spotlight to the coaching staff to where you know they got to really hone in earlier on kids and and, and a, you know work you know work at it, which then will allow them to the I think I feel like the earlier that you get in on a Derek Pearson, you know more about him. So when you make those decisions, it's not because Tennessee offered him. You're offering him because you feel, regardless of who offered him, he's wanted, He fits your DNA or whatever you look for in whatever position, and you'll know that more than a team on the outside because of proximity. Yeah. You'll know more coaches. You'll know more, you know, people he played against. You'll know more um, coaches that have coached against him. You'll know if he plays another sport. You could, you know, you know, if say like you know, like McMorris you can watch him play basketball and learn a lot of, a lot about him as a football player. So you have more, more chance. And I think that's why it's good. I, I mean, you know, ideally, you know, the Nebraska alum and everybody like him to come here, but yeah, I think it's, it's something that, um, not to be upset at because Nebraska, I think offered him, um, I mean, obviously he knows the dynamics of it. You know, you can't be upset by it. Um, but then also, you know, you got to make sure he's got to make the best decision for him. It's not a situation like Flores where, they didn't offer him, and then you know I'm sure you know they kind of you know it's not like they went and told him that we're not recruiting. You know Dylan Rayola, you know his uncles on the staff, his dad is in the Hall of Fame and up in the stadium. He's been here several times, and um, and so you know the timing of it. I don't know if that puts pressure on or anything like that. I think at the end of the day, the 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 you know Dylan and those guys are going to do what's best for them, and you know Nebraska's got to recruit accordingly.
0: Does it seem? I don't know that, that the fact that it's Missouri, you like the program. So there is some, well, they've done,
1: I mean, they, I mean, within, I mean, like within reason, I, mean, okay. I don't, I don't, okay. I don't view Missouri as like an equal, but you know, just overall they've, they've, you know, had a lot of guys drafted uh, mostly on the defensive side. Uh, the coach comes in with the offensive background from app state. He did okay. And, you know, he did good enough, in, you know, in his first year kind of learning one, how to recruit in that division you know, putting his stamp on the program, kind of reevaluate, reevaluating uh, himself, calibrating, then starting fresh this year. Um, and he picked his quarterback. Um, I'm assuming you know, Kalen's going there with the assumption that they're not going to get any other quarterback. So now he's their number one recruit,
0: which which is impressive, right?
1: Which, which is what you what you want. And um, you know, I mean, it's so. I like the – you know, the program's good. You know, what I, if I came – if I had to pick between Nebraska and Missouri, of course I'd pick Nebraska. And, I, and that's even uh, being unbiased. That was you know, my next question. I would was, pick,
0: what is that? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I mean, but, I, but if I had to go to Missouri, you, you, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't – it wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to like Podunk State. I mean, he's going to, you know, Power 5 uh, up-and-coming uh, school that could really – you know, within if it, not like take off and dominate in there, but they can really make some noise. Um, when you think if they really try to hone in on recruiting, you know, the Missouri areas and stuff like that, and then they're able to, you know, a- increase their their width, their landscape. Be you know, being associated with the SEC, um, you can do it and if they got their quarterback of the future. You know, those coaches, those coaches down there are pretty excited.
0: Is is it a loss for Nebraska or is it just?
1: I don't know if it's a loss. You don't. You won't know if it's a loss until he starts playing, um, and that's Zane Flores as well. Um, now I would probably say if there's anything more, thing a loss for Zane Flores because Nebraska never made an effort to recruit him for so long, and then Mickey, you know, tried to redo it, and that, by that time, you know, the damn, you know, you're cleaning up somebody else's dookie. So, so that's more of a loss versus you know the dynamics. Everybody's in the kind of you know waiting area. And he made a decision because he felt comfortable down there. I don't think it's a loss. I just think it's just part of recruiting. And it's not its not the first. It's not the last.
0: It's going to be – and and it's interesting to hear you talk about it because your perspective on it is a scouting, recruiting, player, coach right. advancement. On your scale of one to ten, where would you put this young man?
1: Oh, he's got some skill. I mean, I know a little bit more about him just because you know he plays for Warner Academy. Well, that's why, why we're asking you. That's um, <laughs> why. I like his mindset. You know, I think he's you know he's legit. You know, close to six three. He's got good arm on him. Got you know nice little moxie and stuff on him, and he's put up big numbers. Um, so you know, I don't know. I guess I don't know seven eight. I guess I don't really. You know, he's a good well, quarterback. the Jay Foreman stamp yeah, of I think, approval. Yeah, I think, it, he's, it, a good, I think he's a legit power five quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's – now, wh- where he ends up on that scale depends on a lot of stuff. What kind, How he develops, deals with adversity, continues to get better, keeps a good even, you know, head on his shoulders. And then the biggest thing that people don't talk about, even if you're talking about Dylan Rayola, you could talk about any offensive – or any, like, offensive player – What's around him? Is the offensive line good? Is it legit one or you know at least two running backs? Does he have a one A receiver and another receiver? Does he have a tight end? Does the schematics and the coaching style fit him in order for him to be successful? Those are things that you can go get every top recruit and the best recruiting class out there. We've seen it with Texas A and M, right? And if you don't match that up with the with the guys you bring in and both you know really do some background checks You're you're going to have to you're going to be sitting there you know obviously you got a big buyout so you got a little bit of you know armor if you're you're Jimbo Fisher but you got egg on your face because you overextended yourself and spent an NIL and you were definitely in the negative on, on your return on investment
0: how could, I, I don't know i i guess the question would be how comfortable are you in your knowledge of the NIL process, like how it actually works. Cause I think,
1: I don't think anybody knows
0: that, Well, that's like, I felt weird that I didn't, I, I couldn't, I think, answer.
1: I think nobody, I think people, some people do it some way. Some people do another. I, I, I do know a few places that do it. Right. I think that they have NIL collectives. They have people that advise them that look at the player. So they don't have to put the coaches at harm as far as asking them what they think. So, I don't so so then I think they're able to kind of trim the fat on bad investments a little bit and then they kind of already have their model of what they go by so then as they're going in the NIL thing they're operating pretty you know efficiently but then you got some that which I think Texas A&M did is no different than you know we'll talk about teams in free agency in the NFL when you when
0: when you spend well, you know you ready to get me all fired up when you <laughs> spend, when you spend out of
1: desperation and there's a you know or, you know out of desperation or you operate out of desperation whether it's the Panthers um you know giving up a boatload to get the number one pick or it's the Jets if they don't get Aaron Rodgers your pretty much season is already done because you don't have a quarterback because Mike White's gone you don't have a quarterback you don't believe in Zach Wilson you're done but it most likely looks like Aaron Rodgers go there is going there but you've operated out of desperation and if and if you don't hit it's like pushing all your chips in and you got to hit. You know, sometimes it, you know when you're like Texas A&M, you, yeah, it's great when you did it, right? Because it got you a lot of fanfare. You got you over, you beat Georgia and Alabama in recruiting. Mm-hmm. And you signed, you know, you you run a 3-4 and you signed five of the top defensive linemen out there. Well, your defense was still garbage. And then those guys didn't come to fruition. Some of the guys on offense got in off the off the field trouble. There wasn't any chemistry. You lost games you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're back to square one, but all those checks have been written and will be continue to be written or you're going to lose those guys that you so essentially you'll be losing double time. It's a it's a hard thing to navigate, um, but the best NIL is if you're winning, you can kind of dictate and choose wisely because of course kids want to get compensated. But when but when you overpay for average players, then you get below average
0: play. I I think that's that's really that's, that's one that, of the that, leads that, that's, to that's, to how you can define a program.
1: Well, yeah, that that's <laughs> that's exactly well that's that's across the board, and I have personal experience with this when I was down in Houston. We would we would we would pay crappy players Pro Bowl money, and then but what it does is. It, for the fan, the guys, that, you know, the, the PA, what are they called, PSLs and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, we signed, we, we signed, you know. Winning the offseason. We did. We signed winning season. But, but they have no knowledge of the scouting reports that I read, that, you know, just the season before. And you were like, this dude can't move his feet. He's garbage. And we just turned around and paid him more than the best left tackle in the league.
0: Before we go to break, uh, uh, can you explain that to me? That how, Why would Houston, the powers that be, not consult and conversate with it's leading players about who they consider bringing in or not bring in.
1: Because Charlie Cashley was running
0: it. <laughs> you just answered yeah. that. Charlie Cashley is the, the same, answer the same to it.
1: <laughs> same reason why the Red, well, well, they were the Redskins yeah. drafted Heath Shuler. Oh. And the same reason you, they overpaid for Big Daddy Wilkinson and Sean Gilbert yeah. and, all, and fired Marty Schottenheimer after going to the playoffs. Oh, boy. And then signed Trent Greenback or Rich Gannon. And then who else? Got rid of Tony Banks and I everybody mean, else. It's, it's so everybody. So it's on. across the board. Man. And then the name changed three times.
0: It's across the board, bro. There's lots to talk about. Again, Aaron Rodgers to talk about. Carolina Panthers number one pick to talk about. Uh, Nit to talk about. March Madness brackets to talk about. Lots to talk about. jay Foreman throws the break. Let's get after.
1: We'll be. We'll be right back. DP jay Foreman, old school.
0: You're listening to Old School with DP and jay